Hey everyone, my name is Ryan. Go grab a friend, sit back, and relax, because it's time to play The Talkie File. Today we are playing Episode 5. This is Episode 5 of The Talkie File. Welcome everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Um, so today's episode was going to be talking about Tomo uh, owning Humongous Entertainment, but um, I wasn't done with the script, and something I saw on... Uh, Humongous Entertainment's Tomo's Humongous Entertainment's webpage uh, just gave me motivation to make this episode right now, even without uh, the finished script. And honestly, I it's nowhere near finished. Like it's only like ten percent completed. But uh, something I saw on their homepage really, really sparked a fire in me and made me feel bad uh, because you know Tomo, Tomo doesn't deserve to own Humongous Entertainment. They really don't. All they've been doing is crapping on the name Humongous Entertainment, which is really, really sad because uh, when I when I was doing research for the initial episode, it seemed like Tomo had uh, a pretty good name for themselves being a publishing company, not a development company. Uh, from the research that I did, they were never a development company. Never. Period. Nada. No. Not a development company. They were just a publishing company, a resourcing company that sends out products, games, to uh, stores, shelves, online markets. Um, they were never a development company. So them owning Humongous Entertainment right there, that, 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 that's a red flag. Like, why does a publishing company need to own a, a game company that was just full of a beautiful-minded adults who made these wonderful games? Those were developers. They were creators, not publishers. Like, Tomo is. Tomo's a publishing company. Humongous Entertainment should be owned by developers. So, let, let, let's keep that in mind that Tomo is a publishing company, not a development company. Uh, something on their homepage, uh, what sparked the fire in me is one of the first uh, slides you see on their slideshow thing, which, may I add, that they probably took that idea from the original Nimbus Games homepage, which, let's just say here, Nimbus Games was the one who did it first. Oh, I'm going to be saying Nimbus Games a lot in this uh, episode of the Talkie File. Um, but the first slide that you see on their homepage, the first set of words say, We've been busy. Who? Who's been busy? Night Dive Studios? Porting all the games through ScumVM on PC when they actually, most of them already work pretty well on PC, modern PCs? We're porting them to Mac? Okay, sure. Uh, modern versions of Mac can't run the games. I just bought a Mac and I wanted to try a Macintosh version of Papa Travels Through Time since I own an actual copy of the disc. And, you know, Windows and Macintosh versions of the games were bundled in on the discs. So, okay, they got it to work on Macintosh, or did they? Let's, let's, let's rewind here. So, you remember how I said that, uh, Tomo is a publishing company, not a development company? Okay, so since they're not a development company, they had to resource out, search out for a development company. And nothing on Night Dive Studios. I've done research into them. They've done wonderful work uh, developing stuff, um, remastering stuff, making them work on modern uh, machines. But um, what, 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 did, what did any of them develop with the re-releases of the games? What did they develop? Can anyone tell me? Not a single thing. From what I know, Tomo didn't give Night Dive Studios anything. And from what we know, Atari didn't have 
much source from Humongous Entertainment, the original Humongous Entertainment. So when Atari went bankrupt and Tomo bought Humongous Entertainment, whatever Tomo has, they didn't feel necessary to give Night Dive Studios that source material. Someone from Night Dive Studios emailed me asking for the Pajama Sam's games to play on any day game files. Yeah. I don't care if that's confidential. That just, that's messed up. That uh, a development company who, who, who's a third party company to Tomo is asking a fan for game files that Tomo should own. Anyone else see an issue with that? Okay, so while I was talking to this Night Dive Studios dev, he goes and tells me whatever source Tomo has, they didn't want to give it to us. Like, what? You are a development company, Night Dive Studios. You are here to remaster games and re-release them the proper way. Yet, Tomo came to you, said, make these games work on modern PCs, modern Macintoshes, but we're not going to give you any of the source. What? Now, I can't remember exactly what this Night Dive Studios dev said because I haven't pulled up the email. And even for the original script, I haven't pulled up the email because this happened years ago. Years ago. But you, you don't want to know why I still remember it? Because Tomo's garbage. That's why I still remember it. That hurt me. When someone who is selling, who, who's re-releasing these games and then working with the company to sell them to you are asking a fan for the game files. Doesn't that upset anyone that you're getting a copy of my game that I originally bought? You guys aren't getting anything new? You were just going to get the actual game files. Like, you probably... When they were asking for it, I wasn't going to give them an executable because... You want to know why? Because instead of remastering the games and making a Sputnum, which... Um, the SPUTM, I say Sputnum, is the container that runs Scum Games. Okay? And it is possible to make a Sputnum that runs on modern machines. You know who did it? Nimbus Games. Nimbus Games. The founder of Nimbus Games is Andy. Andy Hickey. I don't know how to say his last name properly, but that's not, that's not the purpose. Andy was the, uh, senior supervisor, I believe, for Humongous Entertainment. So he knows the Humongous Entertainment people, the Humongous Entertainment crew, the originals. He got Brad Taylor. Now, Brad Taylor could have said no. He could have said no and not come onto the development team. But he did. How many people do you think Andy actually reached out to? Maybe a lot. Brad reached out to a lot. So why couldn't Tomo? The ones who now own everything. Nimbus Games didn't own everything. They were licensing the characters. Tomo can't reach out to anybody? They are that so far up on a pedestal that they don't... That they don't want to reach out to old Humongous devs. So, Nimbus Games creates a Sputnum that can run Puppet Saves a Zoo, and then some. This new Sputnum can handle HTML... JavaScript? Scum? A new version of Scum, which I think is like HE Scum, 
111, I think. Like, it, what, I think it's actually 180 or something like that. Like, the scum version is so high because Brad was working on it. Like, he was working on scum a little bit. He was working on the original source tolls, which I am so lucky I had the chance to use. Splat, bang, all those. He was working on them to make this stuff work on modern machines. Tomo, why? It was possible. Scum can be modernized. I mean, yes, there are some things it can't do. Brad introduced HTML to run alongside Scum because HTML has the opportunities through JavaScript to do a lot of the similar things that Scum can. For instance, like the JavaScript Scum engine I'm working on. It looks like a Scum game. It looks like Papa Joins the Circus, but under the hood, it's not. Now, that being said, Scum can be modernized. For a basic point-and-click adventure like Papa Joins a Circus, it can be modernized. Scum has the possibility of using wave formats. Scum has the possibility of using 256 colors, not a color palette. So, <sighs> Papa Saves the Zoo was modernized to work on a modern computer. Nimbus Games releases Papa Saves the Zoo for modern machines. Works perfectly. Made a Sputnam container. Uh, Andy and Brad got the original Windows developer. I think his name is Eric. I, I honestly can't remember. Um, I, I should have pulled up the um, at least some of my notes for this because I can't remember people's actual names. But the point is, it's possible to create this stuff. Night Dive Studios. Let's, let's go back to them and let's go back to the Sputnam container for Night Dive Studios. So... Knowing, and there are legal documents saying that Tomo doesn't own much source, if there's any. And they, they can't change out logos, so the purple, the purple logo of Humongous Entertainment is technically owned under Tomo. But since there are, quote unquote, no sources, you, they're just gonna have to leave it like that, and you know, they, they, Tomo owns that. So, with whatever source Tomo actually does have, they feel like keeping it to themselves and not handing it over to Night Dev Studios. Now, I'm not trashing on Night Dive Studios. They're, they're probably freaking out in their headquarters being like, How do we get these games to run on modern machines properly? Scum VM. Scum VM. That's how they did it. Scum VM. Scum VM. And you know what? Again, I'm not trash-talking Scum VM. I'm not. Scum VM's a great program, but... Night Dive Studios, what you should what you should have fought a little bit. You should have fought Tomo and be like, hey, you know what? We're we're not a part of this. We don't want to use ScumVM. So Tomo releases all the humongous games on Steam. And yeah, I'm not gonna really say re-release. They release all the humongous entertainment games on, on, on Steam. Because there's nothing special about them. They're the original games. They are the original releases running on ScumVM. And you're getting less than what you would get if you possibly bought a Jold case or a box set which may have the exact original contents in it from when it was sold for like in 1998, 1995, Puppet Saves the Zoo. You get all those extra things. You get a hard copy of the game too. Now, a lot of people might not have CD drives anymore. A lot of people might not even... A lot of kids might not even use computers anymore. Okay, let's release the mobile. 
Tomo says. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Nimbus Games said let's release it to mobile. Nimbus Games created a Sputnik container in Marmalade. Uh, an SDK GUI conta- creator libraries full of stuff that can run scum. And all Andy did was get the best of the best programmers, Brad Taylor. He said, hey, you want to bring back Humongous Entertainment? I really think it's time. Brad's like, no, and I'm, I'm, this is, this, this ain't what happened. This is me, this is me being like, oh. and Brad's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Papa Save the Zoo releases on iOS in what, 2011? 2010? It was re-released. It was remastered for iOS and Android. They added things in to scum. They got rid of the cursors. They changed it up a bit. They added a whole new room for the menus. And this was before Brad, I believe, I believe Brad implemented HTML. So these, these menu rooms were fully created in scum. And keep in mind, Brad probably hasn't touched scum in years. Years. And he came back fighting, being like, yes, I can do this. I will make it beautiful, and we will ship it even more beautiful than it was back in 1995. What's Tomo do? They gave Night Dive Studios nothing. They ported the games to iOS and Android in ScumVM and released the games on PC and Mac in ScumVM. And the initial releases of the ScumVM versions... Oh, were they in some trouble with ScumVM? Because ScumVM is light, not license. It's it's ScumVM owns ScumVM under the GPL license legal agreement, open source project. The GPL basically says that um. It, 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 it doesn't basically say, I'm, I'm trying to recap this from what I know. The GPL means that ScumVM owns ScumVM, but it's open source. And I, I, I think it's only ScumVM who can distribute ScumVM. Um, and if a third party distributor dis- wants to distribute, they have to give all legal information of the, about the GPL about the original ScumVM and where you can get support for ScumVM. And there was actually violations to the GPL uh, ScumVM uh, legal stuff back when Atari uh, sourced out to another company that sourced out to another company that sourced out to another company to release the Humongous Entertainment games on Wii. They used ScumVM. Ooh, they got to a big thing they, they forced Atari to stop making um, well they couldn't come to an agreement because at the time Nintendo didn't allow open source stuff to be uh, sold on their Wii's played on their Wii's so they came to an agreement to stop making the games stop production altogether and take them off the shelves Tomo Night Dive Studios, you should have done your research. 
So going back to Night Dive Studios and Scumium, they release it. They don't say anything about Scumium. They're violating the GPL license, legal stuff, all that good stuff that makes ScumVM be ScumVM, but also stay open sourced. They, they get into a legal battle. And they, Tomo and Night Dive Studios doesn't give any credit to ScumVM. After Night Dive's... And don't... The developers of Night Dive Studios, they actually developed, quote-unquote, developed something. Because they edited ScumVM to, at least for the mobile versions, make it look like the original mobile versions that um, Nimbus Games released. They added the skip button up at the top of the screen. Um, they added the menus. And um, they added the change... Uh, Loading screens and logo screens, the intros. But none of this was added to Scum. This was all HTML outside of Scum. ScumVM was loading in the assets, and as soon as you press play on the game, it would show you what's actually under the hood. The original game, and you're like, what? We already saw the Humongous Entertainment logo. We already established that we were playing a pop-up game. What? 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 And on even even on some of them, some of the iOS ports, you can still see the Nimbus Games logo when you go in to play them. And I I I think they're still playing the original uh, Nimbus Games release. I don't think those Nimbus Games version are playing on ScumVM because um, I, I haven't had a chance to actually look in those IPAs because of all the sandbox violations that I, uh, Apple has added to iOS, but I, no, no, I don't think they are because the GPL uh, legal information doesn't show up at the beginning of those games. Like uh, Freddy Fish Maze Madness, that actually still has the Nimbus Games Etz on it. That still has my menu Etz that I did. Or not menu, it's title screen ads that I did. To say menu. Instead of quit. And that, you know, not, take this away from me because I'm not, I'm not important. That, that still has everyone's original stuff on there. There's nothing special about what Night Dive Studios did. There's nothing special about what Tama did. The only special thing is that the original game is there. The original people made something special. And it was corrupted by Tomo. Because they don't want to get off their high horse and come down to where Andy was asking Brad to join his team and come back and work on the Humongous Entertainment games. Tomo. Tomo. Let me ask you. What have you been busy with? You remember that question I asked at the beginning of this? What have you been busy with? Because so far, you, you, you haven't done anything. You're, you're defacing the Humongous Entertainment name. You're porting the games to iOS, Android, and 
releasing them on Windows and Mac with scum yem. And when you first released it, you you violated the GPL, the J the JPL. I keep saying GPL. It's JPL. What have you been busy with? Defacing the humongous entertainment name? Defacing what Nimbus Games did? Defacing what the original humongous entertainment team did? Just because you can't step down a few steps and say, hey, Andy, you know what? You're right. We need you back. You, you want to know a little insider? I, I, I think it's been long enough that I, I can say this now. At, at least this is what it sounded like um, when Andy heard it. Thomas said, we don't need you. We can do it all ourselves. Do what yourselves? Reach out to another company that'd be cheaper to port it? What did you guys do? Nothing. You guys did absolutely nothing. Eh. What have you been busy with? And all those app icons that show up underneath the titles? What are those? Why are you lying to us? What have you been busy with? I mean, all these all these icons that I see here look like they could be fun games, but they're not games. They're just artworks that... I mean, Spy Fox looks pretty good. The Pep looks pretty good. Sam can look okay. A, a, a talented artist, they're probably putting their own spin on it, which, you know what? That's awesome. They look great for their art style, but it, it's not Humongous Entertainment. All these icons, they, they look like they could be good games. Summertime activities with Freddy Fish, Spy Fox, and Pajama Sam. Spy Fox press release? I Spy Fox becomes a reporter? Like, these look like they could be good games, but they're just artworks. You guys haven't been busy with anything but defacing the Humongous Entertainment name. 35 games on PC. 18 games on mobile. Yeah, those 35 games on PC, they were already on PC. You could go to an archiving website or a pirating website and download the games. Or if you want to be legit about it, you go out and buy CDs. I, I have a stack of original and remastered versions through the subdivision Humongous slash Atari, Infograms, Infogamers, whatever the heck they're called. Those were actual re-releases, remasters. And you know what? That, that that's what Nimbus Games was doing, too. What have you been busy with? All those games were already released on PC, and people had ways of getting them already. They didn't need your help. The only thing you made, made it was it easier for them to get to them. Steam. GOG. Nimbus Games was already putting them on iOS, Android, and they were ready to re remaster them for even modern, modern, modern PCs and Macintoshes. And let me keep you let me keep you in mind again. Even the classic versions, Puppet joins this. Uh, Puppet joins the parade. Puppet goes to the moon. Fatty Bear's birthday surprise. They can run. On modern Windows PCs, yeah, a palette error comes up. 
I don't even know what that palette error is supposed to mean, because when I play through the game, it plays through normally. Humongous Entertainment was so smart that back in 1995, the 90s, their games still work perfectly. Uh, maybe not perfectly. Like I said, that palette error, I don't know what it means. They still run well on modern machines. Honestly, ScumVM wasn't really needed. <laughs> you, you guys cheaped out. Nimbus Games, they did the right thing. Andy got Brad. Brad eventually sourced out to other Humongous Entertainment team members. They, Andy, Brad, they have been busy. Tomo, you haven't. So, that's the old, I'm, I'm clapping right now, because, like, it's, the, this one banner on their website sparked this fire in me because I'm so pissed off at them. So pissed off at Tomo. And I'm even more pissed off at them because there, there's this company called Curator and this man called Tim Knox. I think I pronounced his last name right. I really don't know how to pronounce people's last names. Um, who he's been working with the music composers. And let me, let me, let me say this right now. Tomo, you do know all the music composers, at least George Sanger does, owns their music. You, you, you know that, right? Curator w was coming to you to figure out how much it was to license these characters, which, which the, the original Kickstarter was just for Puppet Saves the Zoo. And geez almighty, was it a high goal, expectation to be reached. Why, why'd you, why, why, why'd you buy this from Atari for so much? When, when you won't even reach out to people that could potentially help you. Curator wanted to sell remastered versions of the music. Because it still exists. George Sanger has copies of his music in their original format. Tim spent a lot of his money for himself to remaster the tapes and send them out to laboratories to be cleaned. He cleaned and remastered them a lot himself, and for ones that he couldn't do, he sent them out. Just because he wanted to re-release the music, he wanted to officially release the music. Now, okay, Tomo does have some source, because if you go to their YouTube channel... They uploaded the Spy Fox music, and what, what was it, to, um, Spy Fox in Some Assembly Required, I think it was. Okay, Tomo has some of the source. I don't think technically they're allowed to upload that, because if the saying was true that each composer owns their music, <laughs> the, the, the music composers who made the Spy Fox music could copyright strike that. Potentially. Because didn't the music composers sign to say, hey, you can use the music in the games. We're signing, you, you're buying the music for the games. Not buying it for a YouTube video. No. No. I don't know. Maybe they could. I don't know. But um, Curator was trying to officially release all the music. And you know what? 
curator could have gone with the original composers and did do just that, release the music, but without any ties to Humongous Entertainment. No Putt-Putt, no Pajama Sam, no Freddy Fish. Because George Sanger, he released a lot of his Puppet Zuzu music. And even when he released a majority of the soundtrack on Vibe Deck, I don't think he called it, he might have called it Puppet Saves the Zoo. I don't know. But George, George is selling two of his songs from Freddie Fish and Puppet Saves the Zoo on iTunes because he owns his music. Now, he's not saying it's related to Puppet Saves the Zoo. He's not saying it's related to Freddie Fish. Because he can't. Neither could Curator. So, to do the right thing, Curator got into contact with Tomo. Then got into contact with the parent company. Surprise, surprise, Tomo ain't their own company. He got into contact with Billionsoft. Billionairesoft? Whatever the heck the name is. A whole legal dispute going on. Curator Tim is like, hey, how much would it cost to license these characters out? Whew. What? Really? That's just for Putt-Putt? Well, if I can get a Kickstarter going, and I get enough money, do you think I could license these characters so that we can release this music together? <laughs> Tomo doesn't like doing things together with people. They laughed at him. Tomo laughed at Tim. First Kickstarter goes up. Had to get canceled because the goal was a little the goal was a little far fetched. And you know what? It was. Tim was never gonna be able to reach that goal. So after years of disputing with Billionaire Soft, Billionsoft, Tomo, whoever the heck they are, because right now they're just a bunch of jerks who don't care about Humongous Entertainment. So maybe we should just call them the jerks of hu- uh, the jerks who don't care about Humongous Entertainment. After years of Tim talking to them and getting something worked out, talking with other musicians to get more music, Tim's ready to start another Kickstarter. Go on the Kickstarter. Curator poses everything. It looks brilliant. Working with Humongous Entertainment, and even some tweets that Curator sent out made it seem like Tomo was on board. It, it was a dream come true. Curator was about to succeed. Get the funding to license these characters, send out vinyl, CDs, digital downloads, and secrets to Humongous Entertainment. Which, side note, I actually know a few of them. <laughs> no, okay, that's weird. Uh, that's Maybe that's another podcast for another day, but... Kickstarter's up. It looked like they were going to succeed. <sighs> Tomo, being the jerks that they are, walked in. And you know what they said? They said, Curator, take this down. Tomo forced them to take the Kickstarter down. And then goes on to their Twitter to say... Two days ago, we became aware of a Kickstarter campaign for music based on Humongous Entertainment Games, and that solicitation, trademarks, copyrights, game images, game videos, and art created by 
Humongous Entertainment. Parentheses that I'm adding. The original Humongous Entertainment. You guys didn't make anything, Tomo. End parentheses. Were used without our permission. At our demand, the campaign was terminated. Please be aware, this project was never affiliated with Humongous. And any inference that it was, was inaccurate and misleading. They have no further comment at this time. So when will you have more comments? When are you going to tell us, Tomo? Because right now, I wish people would realize that all you're doing is just hurting this wonderful name of Humongous Entertainment. I don't know why I'm behind this so much. Is it because that I got a chance to work with the Scum Engine, create art, minuscule art for the re-releases, or the fact that it was part of my childhood growing up? I don't know why I'm behind it so much. I know I want to hear the original music. I I know I want to hear it in the best quality it can be. You, you, you guys say that you weren't affiliated with Curator at all? This whole Kickstarter was for you. To get enough money to make this happen. What, what, what is wrong with you guys? Curator goes out to say that it's unfortunate how you guys are choosing to characterize this and how, how untrue it is. Are there two different people at Tomo and Billionaire Soft? Loser Club? You know, that's what they are. They're the Loser Club. Tomo and Billionaire Soft, whatever the heck that name is. The Loser Club. Curator was trying to do this to meet your demands. What is wrong with you guys? What in the absolute frick is wrong with you guys? Wake up, Tomo! You ain't going to make any more money because you're at a standpoint. You are at a point on where you can no longer move forward because you choose not to move forward. You kick out the people who want to help you move forward like Curator. What is wrong with you, Tomo? Loser club. What is wrong with you? Like, seriously. You only did this to yourself. And I I wish people would realize that what you have done with Curator is horrible. I don't know why people trust you. I really don't. And I, I I'm using my 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 legal rights, my United States, my 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 amendments. I'm using my freedom of speech. Cause I, I'm talking about what Tama did. You guys are busy. Busy at sucking the life out of Humongous Entertainment. And you know what? Humongous Entertainment coming to consoles? Woo! Another version of the original 1995 game. So exciting. 
Why waste your money? I know people are. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll buy one game just so I, I can know that it's running on ScumVM. Or I won't have to because there, there'll be some mom or kids channel buying it and playing through it and I can see the ScumVM license legal agreement on there. Coming, what What's coming to console? The same exact thing we bought on mobile and PC? What's coming, console, Katamo? What, what, what did you guys do? What were you so busy with? Why are you lying to us? Why are you doing this to the fans? I, I wish people would understand that Tomo is not a development company and they do not deserve all the respect that we're giving them. Because they went behind our backs and did at least with ScumVM, illegal stuff. <sighs> now they're making Curator look like the bad people. Like, it, it just sounds like kids at recess. Like, I, I know there are things that I can't handle. And I know that there are things that I don't want to be around. I do my best to get those things out of my life. Because if there's something that's better, I want that there instead. Like, there, there's something in my life that just recently happened, and I tried my best to keep it out of my life because the better thing was just right around the corner, and I wanted that better thing. Tama, what, what better thing do you want? Why do you keep making yourself look bad? Why isn't anyone else noticing this? Maybe because it's too technical. Maybe because you need to be a game developer like I am. Someone who's tech. Techie. Technology based. Not a kid who just wants, or not a mom or dad who wants to show their kids Papa Saves a Zoo. Because now it's available on iOS. Now it's available on Steam. Now available on GOG. And soon to be available. I don't think I'm saying that right, by the way. And soon to be available on console. Maybe people are just blinded by that. That it's becoming more available in places where kids are and where adults can be nostalgic at. Maybe that's the whole thing. I bet you. Tomo doesn't even know what to say relating to. Relating to the curator issue. Because they know if they say anything. They're going to expose who they really are. And if they say anything else on ScumVM. They're going to expose who they really are. It's just sad. It really is. I wish things were different. I, I say this every day. Because because they, they don't want to get rid of the bad. Because the bad is making them look good. And you wonder what something's funny? When whenever I try to get rid of the bad, it, it, it made my life worse. But when I stuck around with the bad, it made my life even more worse. I don't know why they, they're getting off easy. Why 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 are you getting off easy, Tomo? 
Is it because, like I said, just being more accessible to nostalgic people and their kids? I don't know. Oh no. There's probably more to say about Tomo, my original script. I, I haven't even pulled it up for this at all because I, I, I just was on their homepage really upsetted me and I, I, I needed to record it before I forgot. I just I don't know what to say. This world is evil. Tomo's just one of those people one of those things entities showing that this world is evil. And since this world is evil, the quote-unquote evil people, the other evil people aren't noticing it. Now, I'm not saying you're evil. I'm not saying I'm evil. It's just, we're not noticing it. We're letting it go. And there are times where I'm saying, you know, I I just need to let this go because it's not worth saying anything because I I know no one's going to hear it. No one's going to hear my cry for help. No one's going to hear the truth. And um, you know, this ain't this ain't just about Tomo. If you were done wrong by someone, no one's no one's gonna listen. They won't believe you. They won't they won't believe the truth that you're saying. If you're a small channel on YouTube, they're not gonna believe you. You're not gonna get recognized. If you're saying something about a company like Tomo, no one's gonna care. That's the truth. And when Tomo sees you, they just push you off their shoulders because they have millions of other people somehow keeping the business afloat. Then you know what? That that's all I have to say. I hope I I hope I educated a few people today about the Tomo situation because it, it's just unbelievable. It really is. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the talkie file because I know it definitely relieved a lot of stress, anxiety off of me it made me feel better saying this but I I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it and this is basically the end so I'll catch you guys in the next episode okay see ya